Hello, it's Eric Fay, and you're listening to High Turnout, Wide Margins, a podcast that explores local election administration. Today we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We are going to be taking a broad look at democracy in Moldova, the history and some of the challenges. Moldova is a relatively small country, about two and a half, three million people, nestled in between Romania and Ukraine, part of the former Soviet Union. And since its independence in the early 1990s, Moldova has, of course, had many challenges, not least of which a civil war, uh, a breakaway republic within its, within its borders, uh, Russian troops uh, stationed in the breakaway area since that time, uh, a not insignificant amount of the population that has left the country looking for better economic circumstances, and in the midst of that, making halting progress toward a robust democracy. So we hope to explore all that, and today we're going to speak with Igor Muntano, the former ambassador to the United States from Moldova and Igor Botan, the executive director of the Association for Participatory Democracy. The full and free exercise of our sacred right and duty to vote is more important in the long run than the personal hopes or ambitions of any candidate for any office in the land. You're listening to High Turnout, Wide Margins, an insider's look at election administration hosted by Brianna Lennon and Eric Fay. Yeah, well, I had talked to a few people you know, about the concept for this trip, and Moldova just sounded super interesting because it is literally on the front line of the war in Ukraine, and Moldova, has, it's, a, it's a relatively young country, having just obtained independence at the you know, dissolution of the former Soviet Union, and they're making halting progress toward democracy. And in the midst of that, they're having to deal with, you know, Russian disinformation and uh, foreign media, you know, spinning things. And a lot of the same things that American election administrators have had to deal with. So that whole dynamic just sounded super interesting. And because we really couldn't go to Ukraine, uh, we thought Moldova was maybe the next best thing and I had been to Moldova once before to observe an election, and the people there were extremely hospitable. Uh, I think I was offered homemade wine in like almost every polling station I visited. So I knew if we went there, we would probably have a great time and meet meet very nice people, and we did. And again, I think I think Moldova's experience in many ways ties in well with what American election administrators are dealing with. And I know at least in a couple of the interviews. The point was made that although the details are different from country to country, a lot of the challenges we face are the same. And that's what I was hoping, one of the things to bring home to Americans that, yeah, you may have never heard of Moldova. Um, you may not know what is happening in Moldova, but understand that the people doing a similar job in Moldova have some of the same challenges. So hopefully we did that in some small way, at least. I I mean, I really, I really liked the local conversations that we had with the people that served as poll workers and election judges and on the very local commissions because um a you could tell how much pride they had in the job that they were doing which is very similar i mean you can talk to any election administrator here too and everybody wants to show off the cool things that they do to make sure that elections happen and that came through even through translations and things like that everyone was very 
excited to tell us how the process worked. And I liked that. Um, and to hear more, you know, I, I feel like we often um, talk about how politicized all of our stuff is. And we have in Missouri, we have to have Democrats and Republicans as election judges. But to have election commissions where they're appointed by particular parties and things like that, and then to talk to the parties and it just to to see the interactions and the behind the scenes of like, well, these election commissions are formed by these appointments from the mayor's offices and also the Central Election Commission, but also political parties. And um, it brought in my perspective for things where we think, oh, it can't be any more partisan than it is here. And you go somewhere else and you're like, wow, like the entire concept is partisan and it's supposed to be, but it has, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing um i think my favorite thing was obviously we were trying to get people to talk about like does election fraud happen and is the misinformation that's happening really affecting everything that you're doing and to hear things like no there's not any fraud here there's like vote buying but that's not fraud it's just really funny because the definitions are so different and i think that you you hear that here too i mean obviously like vote buying is not something that people would throw around as a common thing that's happening in the united states but it, it was just really interesting to me to hear what is a big deal what is not a big deal and um kind of like eric said at the end of the day we're all doing the same things it's just variations on a theme of democracy First up is Ambassador Igor Mutano. Thank you very much. Welcome to Moldova. And uh, I really appreciate your interest and the willingness to learn more about the Moldovan uh, developments and in political and institutional terms. I'm so curious about the that time around the independence of Moldova. You mentioned uh, you were you were very active in that period in the formation of important public institutions. Can you maybe paint a picture for Americans of what was it like at that time? And what I what I mean by that question is you had to make a central election commission, a judiciary, a, a legislative branch. What was that like? What did you draw inspiration from other places? Who did you look to for consultations? Um, was it everybody just sitting around the table looking at each other saying, what do we do now? Um, what, what, what do people do in that situation? Well, uh, I graduated my first faculty in 1989, which means that by the uh, in time of Gorbachev, I was uh, freelancing myself into the movement for liberation from the Soviet Union. In 1989, 1988, we were creating the first movements for uh, uh, collapsing of the Soviet Union because we had um, the dream to, broke, uh, to break down the Soviet Union, to create um, liberation or uh, fronts as we called them by that time, and to escape from the cage of the nations as Ronald Reagan uh, once has mentioned, um, the so has nicked the Soviet Union and um, by the time when the Berlin Wall collapsed in 1990, we were uh, ready for independence. It took us quite a long uh, period of time, first to um, declare a sovereignty declaration 
inside of the Soviet Union and then contest the power in Moscow by um, um, declaring independence from the Soviet Union. It, but all these developments um, <clears throat> were in parallel with the uh, a very painful process of uh, weakening the Soviet center. Uh, Gorbachev was arrested in August uh, 1991. It was a coup d'etat. Uh, the militaristic clique in, uh, and the clash between the military and the special services created a good window of opportunity where all the republics of the Soviet Union suddenly realized that they should not stay anymore under Soviet control and they should uh, free themselves. Um, Ukraine, Georgia, Moldova, we recognized Lithuania. Lithuania recognized Latvia. Latvia recognized Ukraine. So it was a kind of march for freedom. And everybody was uh, very, uh, were in line, have been in line with the ideas of solidarity, of peace, democracy, and development. Um, in many uh, regions of the former Soviet Union, the Soviet center still um, uh, in agony, agonizing, was trying to block this kind of process and they instilled fear into the populations. They created um, sources of instability in war, Armenian, Azerbaijani war. An important bloodshed uh, spurred in Baku and in Tbilisi. The army fought against the Georgians. In uh, Moldova, they have um, instigated an a conflict which merged into a sort of war between the 14 regular Russian army and the citizens of Moldova. We clashed for about six to seven months here with thousands of casualties because um, by that time the Moldovans fought against uh, the Russian regular troops like Ukrainians were fighting in 1914 in Donbass or in Crimea against the Russian regular troops. So sometimes we are telling to our Ukrainians, friends, that um, remember that in 1992 was a kind of um, de demonstration of force in order to, um, uh, to compel us, to, to make us uh, subordinate, uh, subordinative, and to make us uh, loyal to, to the Soviet state, and they did not succeed, and Russia will not succeed um, now to compel Ukrainians to forget about the sovereignty and the independence, but they are still pushing and they are forcing the, the line. Uh, and st starting with the a ceasefire on 21st of July 1992, a ceasefire agreement uh, signed up by President of Russia and President of Moldova, we started to move to a peaceful development. We sealed the border with Transnistria. We provided a special status to Gagauzian minority in order to make them, uh, how to say, accept the Moldovan laws and somehow integrate it to the constitutional space. We have uh, um, adopted a new a first constitution in um, uh, February 1994, then elections in the Gagauzian region with important um, uh, participation of uh, experts from uh, IFES, as I have mentioned before. Um, by the way, interesting that one of the leading uh, chairmen of the Carnegie in endowment uh, was also observer to the regional elections in Gagauza by the, by the time. And step by step, we uh, created 
large and sophisticated plethora of institutions, of agencies, of laws, which were uh, extremely important for the Moldovan society and state to function independently from the Soviet Union, independently from the um, external influences, but uh, gradually approaching the European space and the European norms and instruments of, of law. Um, in 1996, we uh, joined the um, uh, European ch Chamber for Local Authorities. That means that we started to create uh, decentralized rules for the governance. Um, we uh, launched in 1994, in fact, um, a complex pro program of um, um, transforming former collective properties, providing rights of property to citizens. And we uh, empowered citizens to behave as, uh, as owners of their fate and uh, as uh, beholders of their families, not simply individuals of uh, some hypothetical collectivities as was in the past. So gradually, step by step, with a lot of pain, uh, with a lot of costs, with a lot of mistakes, uh, the Republic of Moldova uh, started to launch itself and the, and the constellation of other uh, states and nations. Um, still having Transnistria as a major burning issues inside of Moldova, still having a lot of problems with uh, vicious circles of um, uh, financial crisis uh, crises connected to Russia. In 1998, we passed through one of the most important financial crises in Russia. As a result, in uh, two weeks, we lost about a third of the GDP in 1998. As a result of uh, lesson uh, learned from, from this kind of crisis, we started uh, uh, gradually and uh, effectively to de depart from Russia and integrate uh, with the, and the European markets. Today we have 67% of all the exports going to the European Union. In 1998, we had 80% of dependency and influence from Russia. So there is a kind of um, significant and obvious result Still, we are not there. Uh, we cannot guarantee to everybody in Moldova a sufficient level of welfare, stability. We still under um, this kind of uh, extremely painful uh, regional security environment, uh, where a, a neighboring country is um, destroyed uh, daily by um, military hits from the Russian Federation. We are still uh, very much concerned about the, the way how this war will be conducted and will be terminated. And therefore, every, um, every citizen is very much aware about the, the benefits of, of the European Union and free world, and also the, the costs that would uh, have to be uh, paid if Russia will succeed in its um, dangerous um, challenge to the free world and reinstall the Soviet Union. This is exactly the mission they, they would like to accomplish. 
Hey, it's Brianna Lennon, Boone County Clerk in Columbia, Missouri, and this is a global edition of High Turnout Wide Margins. In this episode, we're looking at the history of democracy in Moldova, a part of the former Soviet Union that is working through challenges in electoral reform. But now we're going to look at some of the unique challenges that this relatively young democracy faces. To discuss this, we're joined by Igor Botan, the Executive Director of the Association for Participatory Democracy. How did you get involved in elections in the first place? You know, it's a very interesting question because uh, by profession I am physicist. I graduated from university here in Kishinev, but I took my doctoral thesis in St. Petersburg, in University of St. Petersburg. I was a specialist in electronic paramagnetic resonance, but uh, because of the collapse of Soviet Union, um, I had uh, to look for a job. And uh, accidentally, uh, I found out that uh, a representative of International Foundation for Election System from Washington visited Moldova to help the parliament of Moldova in elaboration of a new uh, bill, uh, draft of uh, uh, electoral legislation. And uh, it happened uh, that uh, we meet with uh, this representative from Washington and they invited me to, uh, to uh, get involved in uh, their project. I uh, thought it's for a while, but uh, uh, time uh, was passing and I'm still here. So can you speak a little bit to the um, association that you're the executive director of? I know that you mentioned that it's it's kind of the um, successor to IFAS here, but what is the the main mission and what do you do every day? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's obvious that after IFAS left Moldova and they left behind the organization as a successor and supported us for a while, uh, we uh, continued to the program uh, launched by IFS here. I mean, uh, monitoring uh, electoral processes in Moldova. And later on, we started uh, to monitor as well the development of political parties system in Moldova, because we understand that the mod- modern democracies are uh, so-called party democracies. So in a country in transition like Moldova, uh, to build a system of political parties was a a very, very difficult um, thing. So we got involved and uh, uh, at the same time we uh, started to elaborate a a web portal on elections and political parties where we reflected all elections uh, since the declaration of independence of the Republic of Moldova. So uh, I can uh, show you how does it work and you'll see that we have uh, very thorough uh, information about all elections, uh, municipal elections, uh, presidential elections, parliamentary elections and regional elections in Gagauzia we have an autonomous uh, territorial uh, structure in the south of Moldova uh, of uh, a small community of uh, 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 their name are Gagauz. Uh, it's a Turkish uh, uh, of Turkish origin, um, uh, very sympathetic uh, uh, people, and uh, because they have autonomy, they uh, are 
organizing uh, periodically for uh, with a periodicity of uh, four years elections for the so-called uh, National Assembly of Gagauzia and uh, election for governor of Gagauzia. Though our association, Association for Participatory Democracy, is uh, a kind of um, organization which uh, mm, uh, somehow the memory, electoral memory of the Republic of Moldova. It's the same, or I can say the same uh, about the political parties. All political parties we had in, Republic, in the Republic of Moldova since uh, the declaration of the independence of the Repub Republic of Moldova, we have on our website with uh, a very uh, brief, uh, very short descri uh, description of uh, their activities and so on and so on. Of course, this is uh, extremely important for us because in Moldova we have very nice jokes about political parties. Uh, they say in Moldova we don't have political parties, we have geopolitical parties because Moldova is a very small country. It's uh, like an uh, island between two tectonic uh, plateaus which are, uh, which are oscillating and they could crash, crash a small uh, uh, island like Moldova. That's why for Moldova it's extremely important to be or with Europe or with Russia. And we have this system of political parties uh, uh, which uh, try to convince uh, the citizens of this country uh, to embrace pro-European vision or uh, pro-Russian vision. Now in the situation we have, it's obvious that we have uh, uh, something absolutely new because of the war of Russia against uh, Ukraine and it's extremely important to see how the um, opinion and vision of, citizen, uh, of citizens of Moldova are changing in, in the, this uh, new situation. Something I've asked a couple people we've spoken with that were involved in the uh, electoral process in some way during the time of independence of Moldova. And I'm, I'm really searching for kind of an, an anecdote or a story about what that period was like. How, how is it that a new system is created from scratch? And in particular, the, the, the electoral system, the, uh, the election system. What is that like? All I can envision is some people sitting around the table looking at each other thinking, what do I do now? Because that's what I, that's what I, would, that's what I would do. So do you look to other places for examples? Um, you consult with people. How did that come to be? Yeah, uh, you know, we call Moldovan democracy imitative democracy because we are borrowing from Europe or from America good forms and are filling them with Moldovan uh, essence, you understand. So in the result we have something ugly but um, this is the single way for us to recuperate somehow the lagging behind. This is uh, there are uh, philosophical uh, term uh, elaborated by uh, German philosopher Friedrich List about so-called uh, lagging behind, um, uh, lagging behind development. So Moldova is a classic uh, case of this uh, lagging behind development. Not because Moldovans are stupid and so well, normal people, but because we were part of Soviet Union, and in the Soviet Union, Moldova was. Um, uh, agricultural province of Soviet uh, Union. So we, uh, as I mentioned, we are contemplative society, not a very active, uh, proactive, and so on and so on. 
of course, when we elaborated the constitution of the Republic of Moldova uh, electoral system, we borrowed uh, this from Romania. Romania is the neighbor and very close to Moldova uh, from the ethnic uh, viewpoint. Romania, in its turn, borrowed from France and so on and so on. So in this way, we initially, after the declaration of independence, we adopted a constitution, uh, which uh, to a certain extent um, is in fact Romanian, uh, Romanian constitution. So it was a drama for, for, for this um, uh, society like uh, uh, Moldovan society, but we understand that there is no other way. So we should get involved in transforming society. The same uh, situation was with uh, uh, electoral system. We decided from the very beginning that uh, if political parties are very important as vehicles who are bringing people, good people, people from civil society to political society, we need political parties. And the best solution to build up a, a strong uh, party system was to have a proportional uh, electoral system because in proportional system, uh, electoral system, the main uh, players are political parties. So from the very beginning, we, uh, our choice was in favor of uh, this proportional system and we borrowed uh, this formula from Netherlands. Uh, meaning one country, a single electoral constituency, a single uh, party list of candidates, and uh, about 40 political parties uh, were set up in the four, first four years of independence. You can imagine, it was amazing, say, guys, we had communists, socialists, social democrats, liberals, liberal democrats, conservative, uh, Christian democrats, and all. So, so we had such kind of very complicated process, and electoral processes were extremely important in this process, in, in the entire this uh, process, because uh, political parties, uh, uh, during the debate, they had to explain common people uh, what, benef uh, what um, benefits could have Moldova if it gets closer to, uh, to European Union, Romania, on the one hand, or to get closer to Russia, to be uh, at any moment uh, be uh, blackmailed with uh, gas leverage and so on and so on. Uh, at any moment, Russia could say, oh, we are closing our market for your agricultural uh, uh, products because uh, our sanitary institution uh, finds some, uh, I don't know what kind of uh, uh, very dangerous uh, diseases and so on and so on. So we passed through. That's what that's why at this moment uh, we um, are in the situation which is very bad because of the war uh, of Russia against uh, Ukraine. At the same time, it's a new opportunity, European Union, to change its strategy and to understand that it's impossible to have uh, Moldova, Ukraine, uh, Georgia uh, as uh, a zone of common interest. So it's, it's like this. Electoral... Electoral system is extremely important to provide political parties with uh, the instruments and with possibility to uh, explain people. But imagine would we have a majoritarian system as you have in, in America. So in America you have a strong system because it's a very developed um, society, very developed institutions. But here in Moldova, would we have a system like in America? I think it would be a mess because uh, 
independent, for example, candidates uh, in small counties in uh, the south or in the north. They are discussing with uh, people from countryside who are hearing, asking questions, but uh, for them it's complicated, it's difficult to to have deep uh, understanding what's, of what's going on and so on and so on. So everything, all these uh, things I am sharing with you are elements of what we call imitative democracy. Imitative democracy, mm -hmm. but for the while we need it until we uh, grow up uh, to a level when we have uh, rather, let's say, um, uh, rather educated electorate and uh, it understand maybe later on we could change electoral system to have a mixed system uh, half uh, proportional half uh, majoritarian and so on but uh, for the time being we should remain in this system thank you so thank much thank you for your time yeah you're welcome You've been listening to High Turnout, Wide Margins, a podcast that explores local election administration. I'm your host, Eric Fay, alongside Brianna Lennon. A big thanks to KBIA for making this podcast possible. Our managing editor is Rebecca Smith. Our managing producer is Aaron Hay. And our associate producers are Abigail Ruman and Katie Quinn. This has been High Turnout, Wide Margins, and thanks for listening.